Cobbacy families, and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The warriors and rovers are in their beds, the sun is going down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table, and they are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. This is your blue sheet report about what did happen today. And just in case you were wondering, it was yet again an amazing day here at Camp Cobbacy weather-wise. We had the smallest of thunder clouds show up around dinner time, perfectly timed to drop the smallest of sprinkles on the tent. There was no reason for any change in program at all. It was just a little change in temperature. Tomorrow is going to be another warm one. We may have rain coming maybe two days down, but so far it has been an absolutely unremittingly wonderful tribal game set of weather. So that's exciting. Today was day three of tribal games, and the competition is still extremely tight. The morning started at, wait for it, 6.45 in the morning for staff tennis, each winner getting two points for their team, then Reveille and Flags, silent breakfast as always, and then this morning the Chiefs addressed the camp. One by one, each focusing on whatever themes they thought would be the most motivational for their team, as is normal. Then there was an inspection, we talked about that last time, and then at 9.45, the seventh tournament round, Bears versus Eagles, Owls versus Stags. Group one had around the bases, group two had basketball, group three had football, group four had climbing, archery, and darts, group five had handball, and then at 11.20, the theme for the impromptu skit was delivered. That means at exactly the same moment, each tribe got a description of a skit and had very little time to prepare. The impromptu skits were delivered, the themes were delivered at 11.20, and at 4.45, the presentations, the performances happened. So you got that much time to pull something together. Then there was staff awesome ball at 11.20, and drama struck. There are many different people on the staff of each Tribal Games team. There are, there are the, obviously the athletes, the campers, then there are the staff. They have different roles. You draft people to have different roles on your team. And the Mighty Stags, currently in second place, their chief was playing awesome ball and slid into second. And he broke his ankle, which was a huge deal, obviously. It's a good thing there is amazing staff all around. Our program director, Kate Taglarini, was his effective number two and took the stags the rest of the afternoon. Brian went to the hospital. He's fine. He is on crutches, and he is unbowed. He is wrapped up on his leg, but he will not be stopped, and the stags are keeping the momentum going. But a major development here in the third day of Tribal Games. Silent lunch at 1230. The Chiefs spoke again. This time it was skipped, actually, because Brian was not there. So the, the Chiefs' speeches were moved to the evening. And then the spelling bee. 
That's right. This is a boys' sports and adventure camp, but we have a spelling bee, a spelling bee, and one of the toughest words I think in the English language on the spelling bee wasn't even from the English language. We had potpourri. Took out a couple campers today. That's with P-O-T. For those of you who might get stumped by it, potpourri with a T. The winning word was palindrome. I always thought it was ironic that palindrome was itself not a palindrome. I have the same criticism of the word monosyllabic. That happened. The winning team was the Stags, adding to their mounting second place point total. The Stags beat out the Bears in the spelling bee today. And then the staff had a cross-country race. We have some staff here who are really fast. One of our staff won by a huge margin, followed by our assistant director from the waterfront, followed by a whole bunch of other staff. But the, there's, a, so there's some track athletes here who will really show you why they're, they're not paying for college as they sail around our erstwhile track. This is Cavasi. We're in Maine. We don't have a track. We run on the road. It's a cross-country race up along the road, up above the soccer field and lacrosse field, around, down the hill, down by the waterfront, and swooping around in between the Cabo Dome, Joey, and Bluey field and back for the finish line. Jeremiah won today. He was representing the Owls. He runs in college. After that, the impromptu skits were presented. There is a Sachem boy named Edmund Jenkins. He has been a Cobbsy boy in his bones since he got here as a rover. And he has, let's just say 15 years from now, if Edmund Jenkins has a profile on the IMDb uh, you know, page for his writing and or acting, no one here will be surprised. And he wrote his entire impromptu skit, memorized most of it. Um, counselors usually write them and the kids perform them. And the Bears, already in the lead, dominated the impromptu skit. Um, so that was, that was something to see. He's got real talent, Edmund does. His first whole summer, he spent the entire summer in a narwhal onesie. Creativity is strong with this one. Silent dinner, and then an eighth tournament round this evening. Group one had softball, group two had cross country, group three had round the bases, group four had football, and group five had round the bases. And this evening, right after this recording, it's time for the hatchet hunt. You might ask yourself, Self, what is the hatchet hunt? Hatchet hunt is a gigantic scavenger hunt for those of you who are new Cobbacy parents. And the rovers go to bed. It's time for them to go to sleep. It's 8.30. They go down and they get their showers and they clean off and they put their, their travel game shirts literally on a tether and the whole bunks travel game shirts get washed and then redistributed in the morning. Our amazing night watchman does them in between his shifts. Pretty amazing. And then, so they're down for the count, they're out, and then the warriors and the council and the sachem, they do a hatchet hunt. Here's what it looks like, Cobbacy families. You're down at the Campfire Bowl, the amphitheater. There are four teams. There are colors dimly showing in the night. And they have, I don't know, 50 Cobbacy maps. And they are pouring over them as the clues come out. The clues were announced on a microphone, and the first wave of clues are preposterously hard. They're trying to find a wooden hatchet, a single wooden hatchet made entirely of wood, no metal, it's not sharp, hidden somewhere in all of Cobbacy's 110 acres. It seems impossible. The first wave of clues is, is impossible. They send out five runners per team. They have to make it out to their search locations and back in under three minutes. If they come back late, they lose runners in the next wave and seed all that searching 
ability, that capacity to the other teams. So very, very stressful, very exciting. Lots of sprinting around with headlamps, lots of pronouncements about someone being very sure about where the hatchet is and, and sprinting back. There are many, many rules to the hatchet hunt, but it is one of the, the most talked about, the most favorite of all the, the tribal games events, and it happens this evening. It could also tip the scales. More about that after you hear this found sound from the hatchet hunt. It's a magnificent and busy thing to run Cobbacy, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of Cobbacy itself, and I spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an inner camp, and sometimes it's just marvelous one-on-one -on -one time with a single boy. Those are often my favorite times. This is what I saw today. I have a friend visiting me from far away. His name is Axel, and he was a camp counselor with me at a different camp long ago. He's a journalist now, lives in New York City. He'd been hearing about this, so he came up to join the Red Team. He played, he was a serious basketball player in his own time, and he came down with me today to the Round the Bases, which is the, the, our version of a track meet. Uh, and the way it works, Round the Bases is just pure. You've probably heard me talk about it before, but there are three adults standing on first, second, and third base. There is a, a gaggle of Red Team gathered at home base, and there is a, a a phalanx, a legion of runners, and they are getting ready to go. As soon as the first boy takes his foot off home base, their time starts, and it is just an aggregate time amount. All the people in the running line have to go around the bases behind those counselors standing on them, and they are running as hard as they can. It seems contrived, perhaps, or why not have a track? Why not do it a different way? But it's so very cobbacy to run around the baseball diamond it is the center of camp everyone can see it it's sort of down in a little depression you can stand on the hill and watch it and just the pure speed that is that is shown and but also you can line the base path and you can scream from the from the foul fences and they do and so there is this thunderous roar that will go up during around the bases and there are kids who are natural runners and they're just really fast and then there are also kids who are not natural runners but they're all part of the running group 
So like many things in Kavasi, it doesn't matter so much your own individual ability, but rather what you are willing to put forth for the group. There's something, like I said, pure about it. Just run as fast as you can, and then your teammate will do the same. And then we're going to add up the times at the end, and somebody ends up on top. And you don't know what it is. The time is not announced until we get all the times in. So I actually got to stand on a base and have kids sailing behind him. And the first time a boy went flying by him, I saw his his new, his fresh new red T-shirt fly up in the breeze, and uh, and he gave me a wide-eyed look like that kid was moving, and he almost got me. And they're just they could they wouldn't care if LeBron James was standing on that base. They're trying to get back to home so they can hand off their baton colored for each team to their to their brother who will then sprint around the bases himself one of my favorite traditions of around the bases is that there is someone called a catcher he's one of the bigger stronger counselors and he the boys are running so fast as they barrel towards home that the catcher has to grab them in a bear hug and the bigger kids will literally spin that catcher around it is functional it is meaningful and it is so on the mark for Kavasi. I just, I just love round the bases for all of those reasons. So, hatchet hunt soon. Let's do the scores. Eagles have amassed 405 points in these last three days. The Owls have 416. They have come out of fourth into third place. Ahead of them at second, the Stags are at 441, and the Bears are starting to get a bit of a lead at 483. I've seen a lot of these. This is not over by any stretch of the imagination. Tonight, if the Stags, Owls, or Eagles find that hatchet, everything changes. Tomorrow, the Shields are presented. The Shields are presented. Tammy, who's in the studio with me here, is a, a stalwart member of the Shield team every single year she's here. She says they look good. She's excited about them. I'm excited to see them. It's one of my favorite moments. That happens tomorrow. A lot of points there, too. And then a whole bunch of rounds. We have 9, 10, and 11 tomorrow. And, uh, and then our final day, where there's a lot of points left on the table. Could anyone win? Yes. Every time the Bears win a big one, though, it gets a little harder each time. Day three has come to a close. It has been an awesome one. More tomorrow. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for Boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with good counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, Loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart. Deeper on the hillside, and silence springs on lake and shore. Gather me to sing to Kaba Sea as we go to our bunks once more. And Kaba Sea. Dear Kabasi, good wishes from us be yours always, and faithful true will be to you until we meet.